Tires and light some fires. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on racetimeradio.com and on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Junior, another beautiful spring day outside the door. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting a little bit of warm weather, getting, uh, getting acclimated. Everybody's getting itching. Uh, I seen a bunch of posts there last week of, uh, you know, the promoters getting out to the racetracks and and taking pictures of their crown jewels and and uh, getting ready to uh, to to get after it. Yeah, um, you know, we've seen uh, just scrolling back through uh, on social media. There was a couple of guys uh, out east, you know, taking pictures. I seen a picture, a bunch of pictures from Riverside and. Uh, as well as Halifax, um, you know, I've seen uh, a couple of pictures, uh, Sunset Speedway as well, uh, a couple of pictures from Delaware. So, uh, yeah, lots of people, uh, you know, getting getting itchy, getting getting fired up. Well, seen a video John Carly did today. It wasn't at Sobble Speedway. It was down at Sobble Beach. Nice. Sobble Beach, a little bit of the ice flow rolling in. Yep. First day of spring. First day of That's spring. Right. Yeah. It's coming. But uh, how about this? The best, probably, the best racing we've seen in NASCAR, all top three divisions this weekend, Junior, Atlanta. Oh, my God. How about that for a race weekend? I love it. I, I love it. I would I, like, say honestly, it's fixed. Yeah. I've been probably the biggest critic when it comes time for mile-and-a-half racing. I hated mile-and-a-half racing. Still do. Yep. Don't care what car it is. Uh, um, you know, it, whether it be the Twisted Sister car, whether it be a 1986 Monte Carlo NASCAR Cup car, um, whether it be the Gen 6 car. I, I mean, I, I don't care. I just don't like the style of racing. Yeah. And I've always loved restrictor plate racing, and I've always wondered, why can't they replicate that? Yeah. Why can't they just do that every weekend? Y- you know, or, or not every weekend. I love short track racing. I love one-mile racetracks. You know, I've seen some great racing at Phoenix. I've seen some great racing at Dover. You know, and, and you know, Bristol and all those other great tracks. But when it comes time for the cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half, the and I, I don't want to throw any racetrack under the bus, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Texas and yeah, Charlotte. Texas, Char- the Charlotte old Atlanta. notorious, man. Y- y- yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the the uh, Chicagolands and Kansas, they're, they all race very similar. Oh, yeah, drop the green flag, and these guys separate within two laps. Uh, and within ten laps, they're putting guys a lap down. Yeah, crazy restarts and strung out racing. And... You know, I, I'm a firm believer that that's one of the main reasons because it's the bulk of the schedule for all three series. Yep. It's the bulk of the schedule. It is. Um, you know, it's it's a when you look at the attendance, the attendance as the mile and a half tracks were added, the attendance went down. I mean, yep. um, dropping like a stone. When you look at the racing at at Atlanta, now you go on social media right now, and you can probably pick out. 
25 to 30 severely negative posts. Really? Of of the style of racing because it's not quite pack racing that's at Daytona. It's not quite what we're used to, and it's different. And, I'll you know, it, you, you scroll through and you take a look, and, and, you know, some people aren't huge fans of restrictor plate racing because they feel that it's too much like IROC or, or you know, what have you. But that being said, I don't care about any of those naysayers. I would line up 5,000 posts that say that it's amazing racing, oh. you know? So you might find 25 or Love. 30 that are negative. I mean, there's got to be five thousand every twenty-five that are that are uh, severely positive because, man, record-setting uh, lead changes mm-hmm. for the racetrack, um, phenomenal runs, passes, uh, you know, uh, you know, crazy moments within the race, mistakes, everything that you can ask for in a good race. The Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series experienced it this weekend. I- I'm. Atlanta's my new favorite racetrack. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'd have to say that uh, I am definitely a fan of what I've seen this weekend in the trucks in Xfinity. I'll tell you what, that Xfinity race yesterday had me glued to the tube. Um, yep. and, and it's been a while. i got to say, it's been a while since I've been glued to the tube. Uh, just, uh, you know, can't wait to see this next lap. It's, and that's the way it was. It's this way it was all weekend, really. Yeah. It, it's really cool. And, and this has been said a lot this weekend by a number of different drivers. Even the commentators touched on it, you know, in, in all three races and race day every, everywhere. This has been said, but those three races raced completely different. Like mm-hmm. all three, yep. all three were completely different. Now the draft was the only thing that was the same in both, right? In there there was there was a draft. Yep. Um, the trucks raced amazing. The Xfinity series cars were actually faster than than both the other series. Um, they put on a completely different style draft that we than we see today in the Cup series race. Of course, we're we're airing on Sunday. Um, the you know, the style of, of pack racing that you've seen in the truck series was more conducive to the big hole punched in the air, uh, the big runs due to the lack of air in that void where they could close up and, and catch the car in front. The runs in the Xfinity race were more organic, right? They yep. could, one guy could get off the corner better than the other and close up that gap but still be able to run in the dirty air because there was enough banking and grip to to make it happen but they were a little bit more edgy in the center of the corner right the cup series is kind of like a hybrid of both and and you know you've got guys that are right on the edge and and you've got some cars with a little bit more grip mechanically than others um just phenomenal racing i i have loved every lap i was glued to um, you know, every single lap that was that was this weekend, practice, qualifying. I was blown away when when practice number one started. I thought, you know, and and I'm surprised that it wasn't built up more. And maybe it was. Maybe I'm just living under a rock. But I'm surprised that it wasn't built up more to promote the fact that this is what we're going to see this weekend. Yeah. You know, I know that they had a couple open tests, and I did hear that. You know, and and you hear that a lot where you're going to see restrictor plate style racing quote, unquote, and you hear the drivers talk about that, whether it be the truck guys, the Xfinity guys, um, talking about a place like, like Vegas or, or you know, um, 
you know, Pocono. When they repay Pocono, they talked about it being that way. Mm. And, you know, you know, you would see certain characteristics that you would see on a restrictor plate track at those places. And uh, you might see that for one or two laps, but then everybody's strung out in single file and you had none of that this weekend. Now, you did have breakaways. You had five cars break away by 35, 40, 50 car lengths. From not for, you know, long. not for long. Nope. The guy in tenth place is uh, is coming, and and you know they 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 get formed up, they get lined up, and and get the draft and and run them down, and and uh, you know I, I'm a firm believer that uh, you know if you're a promoter of a cookie cutter style mile and a half track, and you did not take notes of what Atlanta did with this repave. And reconfiguration, yeah, you're a dinosaur. Well, I'll tell you what, they uh, uh, NASCAR gained. I guarantee you gained fans this year, uh, based on what I've seen so far in the whole year, but especially this weekend. TSN may not have gained new subscribers today. <laughs> that was quite a deal. I mean, every year during my, it seems like March Madness. There's a couple of times throughout the year where where uh, where they seem to. You know, kind of just push NASCAR off to the side, and and they've got other programming. But yeah, they just you know, push the race fan right out of, yeah, right off to the side. When you look right at the uh, when you look at March Madness and and all the all the basketball games, there's a tremendous amount of NCAA uh, action, of course, uh, taking place with uh, with March Madness, and and uh, you know it seems like there's a couple times throughout the year. And uh, you know, there's there's a few times throughout the year where it's even been tape delayed in the past. Yeah, yeah, um, seen it. But uh, yeah. you know, at least they they took the step. They put it on CTV two, which a majority of the subscribers have. You know, if you have TSN, you're going to have CTV two. Um, but luckily enough, it, it was as well on the uh, the Fox uh, the Fox network as opposed to being on FS1. So right, right. Um, yeah, it, it, good move that they did move it over to CTV two. Uh, and kept it on the air. If it was just live streamed, that would have been really ugly. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, for sure. You know, it, we we've said it enough. I've said it before. I've said it a bunch. You know, we do need a dedicated look at at NASCAR when it comes time for for network in in Canada, the race hubs of the world. Yeah, you know the, the there's a ton of programming that, that you know that normal race fans exactly. aren't getting. Yep, they're and, just not getting it, and uh, it it is definitely unfortunate when there is five channels and three of them are showing the same thing. Darts. Um <laughs> you know it. Uh, I, I really wish that. Uh, that that they would do a better job, and and to be honest with you, it, it's it's been like that for a long time. Keep those cards and letters coming. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight, man. If we got a whale of a show planned on having DJ Kennington. Now I got out ahead of myself here, and I said to Sue, we're going to get DJ on. Um, so of course Sue added DJ to the lineup. Uh, DJ, unbeknownst to me, didn't find out until late tonight. Um, it chases in a hockey tournament. DJ is not available tonight. And that was going to break our string of having NASCAR Pinty's preview on and then come up with a great idea. And let's get a hold of uh, Dave White, WMI. Let, let's try Whitey and see if we can get him to jump on. Instead of hearing from a driver, how about a premier builder in the series? Thought that would be a great idea. Sure enough, Whitey came to the plate. So we're going to hear from Dave White tonight. WMI is going to join us off the hop. Uh, We're also going to hear, uh, we're going to go out to PEI, and we're going to talk to Chris Hughes, 
uh, find out if he's got that pro stock ready to rock and roll for 2022. Uh, Chris Hughes, one of those staple competitors, been part of the tour, been part of uh, uh, Oyster Bed Speedway forever. Uh, good friend of Race Time Radio, and we're going to check in with Chris tonight on the show. We'll also, uh, we're going to talk to uh, Austin McDonald. How about comes away from the Easter Bunny? There was double features, Junior, Friday, Saturday, and Austin McDonald comes away with a sixth-place finish and a fifth-place finish. We're going to check in with Austin tonight. He drove the 13 car uh, for King Racing. We'll also get off to Canada's West Coast. Of course, we've got... The Western Rattler 300 coming up on Race Time Radio Live on April the 29th and the 30th. We're going to do our best to preview as many competitors as possible uh, that's going to participate in that weekend. Tonight, no exception, we have Logan Jewell. Yeah, he's going to join us, driver of the 92, and Jim White. Yeah, that's Jason White's brother, Jim White. Also a very accomplished race car driver on Canada's West Coast. Jim White's going to join the show. So that's who we've got coming at you tonight. Uh, 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 Junior, we got to talk a little bit about that truck race a little bit more. Um, I was texting back and forth with uh, Corey Heim, of course, the winner of the race. I'm going to try and get Corey on the show tonight. Uh, he is tied up. He is going to join us next Sunday night. Uh, but, nice. Corey, uh, I got a... Uh, uh, grabbed a quick word uh, from Corey uh, from the media uh, availability at the end of uh, the race. And Corey, uh, Corey Heim had this to say when talking about Atlanta and comparing it to other racetracks. Yeah, really, I can't compare it to any track that I've personally ran on. I think, um, you know, maybe Michigan a little bit as far as just how much throttle time you're having. Um, but, you know, just leading up to this race, I think it was a pretty big unknown for the teams. A lot of people took different packages to the racetrack. But uh, Toyota Racing and KBM, you know, all throughout the last, you know, couple of weeks, just and over the offseason, really knowing that there's going to be a repave, did an awesome job just kind of sizing up the repave and making sure that we have a really good piece for the racetrack. And, of course, it proved. Yeah, incredible to say the least. KBM right up there. Um, I was watching Grand Enfinger, too, in that uh, champion 32, uh, 23, flying. Flying, he was doing really good, and then uh, he didn't have the day he wanted once again. Yeah, definitely. A really controversial finish, too, um, uh, with the uh, with the KBM bunch. Um, you know, the, the uh, uh, John Hunter Nemechek in the four truck uh, was obviously uh, down laps and uh, uh, was in the mix, just the way that everything fell together. Um, and, uh, you know, when when Heim made the move, um, Chandler Smith had no chance of blocking it. Um, some hurt feelings after that race with, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. with Chandler Smith. And, and uh, um, you know, of course, the four uh, pushed the momentum on the back of the 51 uh, of Corey Heim and, and pushed him on for the win. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely some hurt feelings. The competition meeting on Monday will be definitely, uh, interesting to say the least. Um, but that being said, at least the KBM truck went to victory <laughs> lane and, and, uh, uh, they can, uh, they can, you know, laugh about it after. What was it a year ago, two years ago now? Uh, Kyle was really hard on his drivers. Uh, he was getting down on them, providing good trucks and they weren't getting the results. hundred percent. He's got to be real happy with what he's seeing on track now. Yeah, uh, they're doing a great job. KBM one two three right up there. Uh, well, 
It appeared that way anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Hunter definitely would have been up there had he not had the, the damage and, and took the damage from earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, when you look at, at KBM, it, it, when you when you get into that position, the only reason why you're there is to win races. And, um, you know, he was he, he was hard on them. And, you know, rightly so. I think, you know, it it, well, it proved his program to be uh, to be pretty strong. And and, uh, you know, those guys sitting in the seat, they know what's what's being asked of them. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, you look at what Corey Heim uh, he's got such a bright future, man. This the kid is is just on it. He's one hundred percent on it. He has been since strapping into the Arca car for the first time. Uh, he has been since strapping into the super late model for the first yes, time. Yes, sir. Um, we've seen him do some incredible things. We're going to see a tremendous amount more things to come from Corey Heim, and and uh, you know it's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm a fan of what I've seen out of him. Uh, as well as as Chandler Smith, both of them are, are you know supreme talents within the sport. They both have a huge future, and uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, what comes from both of them. Next Sunday night, we'll hear from Corey Heim. At least that's the plan right now. Other um, uh, shout-outs that we need to do. Uh, Got to give it up to DGM in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Mario Goslin and his bunch. Uh, the '92 car is a, a DGM car. Uh, eighth is where uh, uh, Weatherman finished up, so really good run for him. Not so good of a day for Alex Labe in the 36. He had trouble early in the race. Uh, he did bounce back. He finished in the top 20, but uh, not the day he was looking for at Atlanta. But they move on to the next race. Uh, good to see DGM come away with the top 10 finish. We're going to hit this break when we come back. Our NASCAR Pinties preview is going to continue. This time with a builder. We got WMI. Dave White going to join us on the other side of the break. Bonjour, ici Andrew Ranger, coureur de la voiture 27. Vous écoutez Race Time Radio. I'm Andrew Ranger. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Late Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Lay models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Lay model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming 
live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is QuickWick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com and they ship to your door. QuickWick fire starters. They work. Got old Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's race time radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Uh, real, uh, what, what are you shaking me off for? You're shaking me off. Uh, Whitey, <laughs> Whitey no there longer yet. there no more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> she okay. said it's not, he's not there yet. I gotcha. Okay, well, we're going to have Whitey <laughs> up in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, we'll talk NASCAR pennies. Joe, things really shaping up for the NASCAR penny series. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've been hammering on it pretty good here. And, uh, you know, taking a look at all the things coming down the pipe, man, just a, an interesting season that we're going to see out of the Penty Series for the first year back on the other side of, of COVID, um, you know, full year of travel, um, you know, coast to coast, um, big events, you know, long events, not just the 150s split up, you know, trying to make time for the schedule. We're seeing a full season of, of NASCAR Pinties, and it's the first time on the other side of this pandemic. And I don't think anybody, you know, could be more excited than us, uh, you know, taking a look at uh, what's all coming down the pipe. Yeah, it's going to be kind of cool. Our Pinties preview continues right now. As we get to the hotline, we're going to welcome in not a driver this time around. We have got one of the premier builders in the NASCAR Penny Series. We have WMI's Dave White with us. Whitey, what's going on? How you doing, kiddo? I'm great. How are you guys this evening? Fantastic, man. It's been a while since we've had you on the air here. Thanks for stepping up, uh, stepping up and pinch hitting for us here, buddy. I was hoping to get DJ on here, but uh, hockey gets in the way every now and then. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's a busy fella. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, how about you? Uh, how's the WMI shop coming along? I guess uh, you've been tearing it up for a couple of years now. How's it looking heading into 2022? Uh, we're getting down to the final strokes here before you got to have cars on track. Yeah, you know, uh, we've been really fortunate just to have a, a 
a lot of uh, a lot of work, a lot of business, and a lot of cars to build and and, and teams to operate. So it's just been a really fortunate um, couple of years for us through uh, you know um, troubling times for others. But you know we've just uh, the racing seems to have been been really busy, and um, you know it's going really good. Um, we got you know, cars. You know it's kind of cool we're racing. You know feels like all year round anymore which is really cool like we had uh you know one of our cars train laps which is running this weekend at the easter bunny race and, you know running the snowball derbies and the penny series races and you know it's uh it's really good it's fun you know it's uh it's cool to go down and, and compete with you know the best late model races racers in the world and you know and and you know and be able to compete so that's uh that's a feather in our hat and, you know going into 2022 we got lots of fun stuff or lots of exciting stuff with you know Brandon Watson full time, um, you know, and obviously uh, DJ Renamato and Mark Dilly coming back in full time. Um, you know, we're we're going to be a, a you know a four or five car operation penny series running out of the WMI shop, and uh, we're into our new shop now. We have a great group of individuals working there, and every and a great team. So uh, no, we're ready to move forward and and um yeah make big things happen you're keeping it going man you're in uh of course the nascar penny series you're gonna have a big effort there but uh we also see you over in the apc series uh how about the rest of canada's uh the rest of canada's starting to catch on to wmi chassis yeah for sure um we've had a few inquires and people in, in in nova scotia and, and pei and that area and you know we even have a a couple of employees that have come down from that area to work with us. And, um, there's, there's a special talent of racers out there for sure. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're definitely, we're definitely, um, heading out that way. So you'll see WMI cars out there sooner than later. I can tell you that. That's cool. Whitey, uh, of course, you know, the last time I was down at your shop, uh, uh it was over in behind the, uh, the new Holland dealership, uh, and since then, you've uh, you've you've moved on. You've you've uh, I, I've seen a couple of pictures. I haven't been there yet, uh, but uh, not only not only is it a new year and uh, and a new look to the schedule, but uh, uh, you had to you had to you know basically build a new house as well. How's how's the new shop for uh, for WMI coming together? Is it is it fully in in operation now? Yeah, um, it's fully in operational for sure. We uh, we did a lot of we had, we had you know people help planning and doing this move because uh we're, we're just you know we're, we're so busy with car building and, and team building and everything else you know we, we just couldn't afford to be time-wise to be down you know weeks at a time for a move so we scheduled it really well we had uh rigging companies hired and and moving people in place and, and you know that uh, we actually did it on we we closed our shop thursday night uh scheduling for a friday move we scheduled for Friday, Saturday move, Sunday to button anything up and back in operation on Monday. Wow! Which was a, which was a, a, a big goal to set, and you know, just thankful to the people that, you know, all the guys that that, that work at the shop, you know, and and, um, and all the people that help. Like on our moving days, I'm not joking. We had 40 people there. We had trucks and trailers and Tricorp transportation like helped us with all the the trucking and. You know, it was uh, it was good. So, and I'm not exaggerating. Monday morning, we were full blown operational. I welded a car together on Monday, to be honest. So it was, <laughs> we were uh, we never missed a beat. It was really good. It, you know, it, you move, and it, it sometimes it feels like a, a while for the new place to feel like home. And that just wasn't the scenario here. You know, even I was talking with the guys, 
on Monday. I'm like, feel like home, and everybody yeah. was like, yep, it does. So, you know, we're now into a, you know, we went from a, we went from a, a 4,500 square foot facility, and now we're into a 25,000 square foot facility. So, wow, yeah, I, you got lots got, of room there. I always knew yeah. you were part Mennonite. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a race to you guys. Everything, even the moving days, a race. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, no, it's really good now. Like every, it's just, you know, we were spending a lot of time. You know, we got you know three big race car trailers and storing cars inside them outside and and trying to move stuff around. It was, it was a constant juggle. Now we're we get everything inside and we have like a separate fab shop where all the fabrication is done. And we have an assembly shop where all the car, new cars go from factory powder coaters to assembly. Um, you know, we have like a spot that's where we run our, our house cars to run out of and then shock room and parts rooms. And it's, it's a really good setup. We just want to serve our customers better and, um, get them what they deserve. So, um, you know, we can, uh, when people need parts, we have them in stock. When people need shocks built, we have the, the capabilities to do it immediately and, you know, just make turnaround times quick and, you know, uh, um, fabrication wise and people need, we need cars repaired or clips done or bodies hung it's all you know there's a there's a there's a plan for when that happens so there's a spot for each and you know it, it's going really good and, and uh like i say gotta thank you know all the guys that, that help us now you know there's a, there's a big team at wmi um and uh, a bunch of really really good guys and um it, it's going really good I, I, everybody's happy we're, we're a smooth running machine right now well oiled. That's a good thing, Whitey. Uh, you know, you did touch on on parts a little bit, and and being a, a builder, I guess you're you're the best guy to talk to. Uh, it seems like uh, every conversation that we've had over the past, uh, not not meaning you and I, but but you know, right here on Race Time Radio, talking to guys kind of across the country. Um, you know, parts has been a big conversation, a big topic of conversation, along with tires, tires and parts. Um, it seems like uh, one thing that is a, a severe negative within the within the COVID pandemic is is uh, you know the 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 shortages that we see that that we hear about. Um, what uh, what does the landscape look like for you and and for WMI and and for your customers right now? Um, I know you don't build every part that comes in that that goes on to uh, these race cars. Uh, but but what does the landscape look like right now for for getting parts for for acquiring things and and what can what can racers kind of expect uh, to see over over the course of the beginning portion of the year? Um, you know it, it's it's obviously been a struggle. It's been a struggle. If it, it doesn't matter if you you want to go buy yourself a new Chevrolet pickup or you want to buy a WMI race car, it's the same the same struggle. Um, a lot of it's out of our control. But the way, uh, you know, I've described it to our team and, like, we have we have meetings during the week and talk about how we can strategize to, you know, we can't, you know, have a car sitting there not getting done waiting on something. So we, we make things happen. You know, we're fortunate enough with, with uh, how we design and build our cars that, you know, we can we can build a car and send it to the powder coaters and come back without ever having a, another, bolt, another bolt in it just the way we, we do it. So that, that's been huge for us not getting behind. Um and then you know um it's it's been a bit of a struggle getting bodies and and stuff like this but you know that's just uh the cards you're dealt and it's no different uh like i i always say to the guys like um it's easy to to win a race when everything's going perfect um you know it, it's when problems happen and and you can and you can strategize and still win the race that's what that's, that's why i've just taken a race analogy and, and put it into real life as far as 
what we got to do to to get things done. And, and I'm uh, we're not in the business of not getting work done. So we do what it takes. We strategize how we got to do it. And you know we're just we're we're set up with a dealer for pretty much everything race car wise wherever is so i can sometimes get from somewhere else get here and and we're just making it happen we're doing whatever it takes well they order and order early uh everybody if you're looking at ordering parts uh maybe the the best takeaway is if you're looking for a part or piece and you think you're going to need it this year you best get the order in early and then uh, you got a better chance of getting the product that you want uh we are with dave white tonight wmi chassis uh Dave, you've been uh, you've been in this now uh, on your own now for uh, what four or five years now. Um, are, are you affiliated with anybody down south, or are these a hundred percent WMI chassis? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, we're two hundred percent just uh, WMI chassis. Everything that we do is all designed, manufactured in house. We, we pride ourselves that we don't outsource anything other than parts we have to, such as fuel cells and race car five-star bodies and such like this, but any bolt-on parts as far as spindles, lower control arms, center links, you know, everything. Like, we do everything in-house. We, we, we don't outsource anything. So we, we pride ourselves on that. And, um, yeah, no, we uh, we have no affiliations with anyone. We're, um, like, we're fully um, doing everything on our own. And, again, I can't talk good enough about the guys we have working for us. Um, we're a team, um, and, you know, we got, like, I got my man Denny. I got Jimmy. I got all these guys. I got, I got Cody in the finish fab. Like all these guys are are, are getting stuff done. You know, we got it's uh, like I say, it's it's where everybody's there. Every, no, no, nobody feels like they're going to work in the morning. Everybody feels like it's a, it's we're we're going there. We're digging. We're all working on our dreams and building fast cars. And and you know, we love watching them go fast. Yeah, don't get any better than that. That's uh, too cool for school right there, uh, Whitey. Um, when you take a look at uh, 2022, it uh, doesn't matter whether we're looking at late model or United 8 at Sauble or uh, any division at any track, every year technology changes. Something changes, and these guys uh, you know, appear as though they're coming out with the same car that they had last year. But this car now is a tenth faster, two tenths quicker, and it's the technology that gets built into the car. Do you think, Whitey, we're going to see the same thing roll true again for 2022? Has technology taken a great big leap over the off season, or is it just small incremental ones uh, that you can see for 2022? Um, you know, great big leaps is usually rule dependent. Um, so I, I think you know we're always all, all the chassis builders in Ontario and across North America, we're always trying to get that next step better. And, you know, that's what needs to be there. There needs to be competition. There needs to be multiple chassis builders. There needs to be multiple people selling parts to keep the industry fair, to keep prices where they need to be. You know, it can't, it, it, there needs to be this, 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 this competition of, and, and everybody trying to out, outdo the next guy. That, that's what, you know, that's the stuff that, that keeps us there at midnight trying to, trying to better the next guy, and, that, and, that, and that's great. That's what the racing world's about. That's how it's supposed to be. So, you know, we're always fine-tuning on the, on everything as far as a, a bump spring to a, to a rear-end angle to this to that to whatever we can do to, to, tr- to try to gain speed. And we're talking, you know, sometimes it's hundreds of thousands of seconds that separates first and second in qualifying and stuff like this. So we're always trying to, 
to better ourselves. And then, and then when there's a rule change, whether, whether it be what tires we use, what fuel we're using, the, the, the track width changes or something, you know, that's just, that's just another thing that, that we can have fun with and try to, and try to better ourselves. So it's, it's always um, a constant uh, competition trying to, trying to better these cars, trying to make cars faster. You know, it, it, that's what keeps us, uh, keeps us all young, I guess. It does. It does. And you do a great job at it. Final question for you tonight, Whitey. Uh, You know, we get listeners from right across Canada and the U.S. How do they get in touch with you if they've never heard of you and they're into racing and they want to get a race car? How do they get in touch or learn more about WMI? Um, We actually have our uh, website, uh, our final website launching next week. So that's www.whitemotorsports.com. Uh, so W-I-G-H-T, Motorsports with an S.com. Um, you can go on there. It shows you all our services, pictures, um, everything. So that launches, uh, our, the final launch of that is, is uh, a week tomorrow, so uh, a week Monday. And then we have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, same thing, White Motorsports, W-I-G-H-T, uh, with an S, and Motorsports with an S. Um, we have everything on there. And then uh, also just... Uh, Call our shop line at 519-633-8080 or 519-761-2822. And uh, we're here to, to help. And like I say, it doesn't matter. Don't feel uh, if you're an enduro car that needs brake pads or, or whatever it is. We're, we're, we treat everybody equal. And uh, we're, we're here to grow the sport and to, to, to um, you know, make cars go fast. Well, and you do that. You do a tremendous job at it, kiddo. Uh, great, great talking with you tonight. Uh, and look forward to seeing what you get put on the racetrack. Uh, I, I know you did really good at the Easter Bunny. Too bad that engine laid down on Trayton. He had a, he had a wicked, wicked weekend going. Yeah, he did. You know, he's a he's definitely has a special talent. You know, it's a, it's a pleasure to work with talented people like like Trayton and, and, and Brandon Watson. And, and, and you know we're working with the Sheridans this year, and, and you know all the all the guys we work with, like everybody's, it's, it's cool work with all these talented young, up and coming racers. And uh, you know it, it's cool like training in those guys. You know they went down there, and obviously I I wasn't able to go. We were here. You know we had we had small communication, phone calls back and forth about the car, what to do here, what to do there. But you know um, you know Jeff laughs a bit. Kane, they're all down there, like but, you know. They cut that car fast, and they worked on it. And you know, like I can't, I can't take take that from those guys. Like they're going down there, you know, some guys from Canada, and they're, you know, they finished the final practice, top of the board over William Byron, and and all these these top notch racers in the U.S. And you know, and uh, you know, we we worked on the car in the shop. We we did a setup to it, but at the end of the day, those guys are going there and on their own, and and you know, that's a feather in their hat that that they, you know cut the car fast for for two nights and probably 10 practice sessions and 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 i would say the for the, the final race they had one of the fastest cars there so kudos to them and and uh yeah it's, it's fun to watch and fun to deal with all these great up-and-comers and, and look forward to doing more well good catching up with you tonight bud uh yeah, we appreciate the time and uh you get back out into that shop tomorrow's monday give her and uh, I know we all can't wait to see the product that you guys keep putting out on that track. That's what we pay for as race fans. Uh, just thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Awesome. Thank you, and I appreciate you having us on and giving us the time. And 
thank you for all you do for racing. You betcha. That's Dave White, uh, WMI Chassis. Uh, you know, I remember. I remember Whitey when he was like 17 years old working for DJ. Uh, I interviewed uh, 2009 or 10, something like that, at Delaware Speedway. Uh, Whitey was going to become DJ Kennington's crew chief. Um, and, and I'll never forget it. I'd like to dig out, and one day I will. I'll dig out the interview I got with DJ where he talks about this new young kid is going to be his crew chief. He's going to go out on a limb and get this guy to be a crew chief. That's Dave White. And yep. uh, to see him today uh, and and the knowledge that these guys have got, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's definitely came a long, long way in the sport. He's what he eats, sleeps and breathes, right? Is, is making race cars go fast. And that's what it takes to, to be a part of this sport for as long as he has. And he's building, he's building a, a, an empire up here. And, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, and, and I think everybody in the motorsports community has had this conversation, really it's, with him coming onto the scene the way that he has kind of gangbusters and, and stepping in, stepping into the limelight, it has made McCall better as well. It has, it has created this competition um, that, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the different manufacturers out east, right? We, and it seems yeah, yeah. like every winter we talk about, you know, uh, Port City coming in and Fury and, and you know, <laughs> Hamkey, this guy's got a Hamkey, this guy's got a Rowdy, blah, 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 right? Um, it seems like every year we talk about that. We don't see that here in Ontario very much because there's two guys, and there's Whitey and there's McCall. There and used to just is, be one. It is a grudge match right now, um, and it's it's not a hatred grudge match. It's that, hey, I, I want to beat you, and you want to beat me, and they are all out right now um, in, in the late model scene here in Ontario. But as well, that trickles over to the NASCAR Pinty Series because really there's only two main builders of, of Pinty's cars as well, and it's those two, those two guys. Um, and, uh, man, it's it has been so cool to watch, and, and uh, uh, really it's uh, it, it, I'm happy to see the, the level of competition. And, uh, you know, that level of competition is, is what is, is creating such great racing. Yeah, that's what fuels it, I can tell you that. We're going to hit this quick break, and then out to PEI we go. We have uh, Chris Hughes going to join us. We'll find out if he's got that master rocket ready to roll. Hey, race fans. This is Ernie Irvin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use it quick quick. These fire starters work, no paper or kindling, and presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the, on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old 
Ron Heim, the famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know. It's like a, it was just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled life style programs 24 7 go green with rev tv contact your tv provider to order now a flashback in canadian music history here's eric elper rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Laybottle teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Lay models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Lay model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight live on RacetimeRadio.com and on Sirius XM Channel 167. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's bring in a competitor. I said Mazda. It was supposed to be Subaru, but even that was even years ago. He's now in a Ford Fusion, and he's got huge, huge news. His name, Chris Hughes. He's out in PEI. What's going on tonight there, Christopher? How are you? Hey, guys. Just catching up on some, watching a little NASCAR and running the roads today. How's everything up there? Good, good. Some great NASCAR racing this weekend, wasn't it? That was pretty wild. Yeah. Incredible. How are things coming with that pro stock of yours, my friend? 
well, I think we're probably ahead of where we usually are. We're, uh, I would say, we're, we're we're pretty much ready. We're going to uh, unveil the new look here in a few days for everybody, and uh, when we get our stuff from Xander signed, we'll. Uh, We'll show everybody what's going to look like this year. Yeah, good deal, good deal. So, uh, it, it, what is it? Has spring sprung out there in PEI yet? Not fast enough. No, <laughs> it's never no, it's, fast it's, enough. It's coming around. Well, that's a good thing, Chris. Uh, uh, obviously, a lot goes into it every year, getting prepared. Uh, you're a veteran at this deal now. What's the preparation like heading into a new season? Um, you know, kind of on the on the details side of things, uh, it seems like uh, you know when you're building a new car, there's differences. When you're when you're using the same car and you're updating it, there's differences. And then as well, when it, when you're keeping the same platform and and you go through it, there's differences. But what is what does it look like for you guys? Is it the same as the last year or the last couple? Or what's the what's the preparation been like heading into this season? Well, no, it's not. It's never really quite the same. Uh, you guys remember probably we got a, we got a new CRF chassis in 2020 for sure. And we really um, we we know that the, what we want to do with the car is capable. We just haven't been able to hit on it. Um, so this this winter here, I'm, I have the car at home, and we've been able to do a lot of really fine tuning stuff and double checking and actually changed a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to get to where I think it's going to be better for me in the car so uh, really weren't happy with how we ran the last couple of events we were at and uh, some of it was some of it was us and some of it was completely out of our control too we had a couple of parts failures and things that just didn't go our way but uh, I think we're getting our uh, eyes dotted and our T's crossed and we're uh, we're ready to go ready to go get them here in May. Well, finally, we've got what what looks to be a normal season in front of us. We haven't been able to say that, Chris, since 2019. But this year actually looks like it's going to happen, and it looks like it's going to be a full year. Uh, and, and so you can't be too hard on yourself looking at the new car that you got two years ago. Uh, you haven't had a lot of opportunity behind the wheel, really? No, we haven't had a lot of chance to tune on it or do a lot of the testing and stuff that we want to do. I have all the faith in the world in, the, in our CRF car and, uh, and everybody that's there, Dean and, uh, and Jeff and everybody that helps us out. And we, we will get it. And we've showed flashes of speed, like the first uh, first test we did last year in the first race. We were extremely fast, got caught up in a wreck, but just never quite got it back, whether it was an eighth of an inch here or a packer there. It doesn't take very much with these things. And we got a bunch of stuff ready to, to go testing here in the spring. So, I mean, I've got springs hanging on the wall and different packages ready to go. So we're I'm looking forward to it. So race number one, where's you, where are you going to be? Race number one, have you got that one figured out? Well, last time I was there, I was talking to you guys on the podium. So we're hoping probably to go back to Scotia Speed World for the tour opener. And that'll be uh, our first tour race since, since 2019. Ah, amazing. Uh, we hope to be joining you out there on that same weekend. Uh, we haven't heard yet, but uh, uh, fingers crossed, my friend, that we'll all be together again back at Scotia Speed World uh, for that series opener. I kind of think it's going to be huge this time around, especially with everything opening up. Uh, it, it would sure be cool uh, to get back out there. But the notes that you would have got from that last time, they'll probably still apply, wouldn't they now? Yeah, we're hoping so. We're uh, we kind of got quite far away from where we were 
at that point with our, it was kind of our, uh, we used to call it the mutt, Corey and I call it the mutt that we made, but uh, right, we're going back to some of that stuff here. We're at least we're going to try to test some of it anyway, again, see if it transfers over to the, to the newer chassis and see if it'll uh, take off and go like it did again that day. So sponsorship-wise, how is things looking on that front? Well, we really were in the spot where we weren't sure what we were going to do this season at all. Uh, we had a group of companies that came on board here and kind of saved us, and uh, they're really pushing us here. They were, we're going to do some tour racing, I think, and, and some of the bigger events. It's uh, Arsenal Brothers Construction and Arsenal Properties and Tops and Floors together as a trio have kind of taken over the main sponsorship of the race car, which is really neat. And they're joining Peterbilt Atlantic and all our all our partners that we've had for a couple of years. Wine Kits is back on strong again. Morrison's Truck Salvage, GMP Trucking. We got we have a lot of help. Oyster Bed Ethel. There's just so many people, and we're in such a rare spot where we are actually dependent on this. And this is how we race. There's not too many teams in the same position we are. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, good to hear that you've got that put together. So will it be, uh, at least now, the, the forecast, will it be selected Pro Stock Tour races, Oyster Bed Speedway, Mike Stevens, all that kind of stuff? Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts heading into 2022? Totally honest. We're, we're waiting a little bit on a, on a rules package and a procedures package from the tour to see what they're going to do. Um, there's a couple of things up in the area with shocks and, and tires and when all that stuff comes through, we'll be able to make a really clear schedule, I think, or at least the dates we're trying to do. I mean, we're, we, we do what we do, and then, uh, if something catastrophic happens, we're probably in trouble. But we're going to uh, definitely try to start off, I think, to, on the tour anyway and see how that goes. Will you get out to Oyster Bed and get some test laps in, I guess, soon as the snow's gone? Yeah, we're, I'm super anxious to get tested and get, get the boys out, and we'll uh, really anxious to get a lot of changes, so... Uh, Really want to get a, a new notebook going and some, some load numbers and stuff like that so we can see where we're at and then we can make changes and adjust from, from Oyster Bed to whatever track we decide to go to. Yeah, well, you've got the experience. You'd be able to take what you learn there and apply it pretty well wherever you show up. How about uh, other competitors? I know we got lots of good, tough competitors out in PEI, but I know you guys are all buds as well. Any sign of, uh, you know, guys like Kent Vincent or Greg Proud or... Uh, maybe, maybe Darren McKinnon or Gosby or any of those guys. Have you seen any of the boys over the course of the winter and how are they doing? I haven't seen, I haven't seen a lot of the boys. We're all kind of going our own directions in, in the winter, but I'm sure uh, uh, I know Darren's getting geared up. I was at McKinnon Brothers the other day for something, and I know he's getting ready, and I see uh, Dylan's got a new car this year to drive. and I'm not sure on Vincent what the plan is there, but kind of in touch with all the guys, and they all uh, – for the most part, they seem to be getting ready to go. Nah, it's going to be dynamite. I know we can't wait to get things fired off. Uh, we're going to fire up out in B.C. for that Western Rattler 300. It's going to be off the hook. Uh, it'll be kind of cool one of these days to see you out there in that race, even if you rented a ride. Uh, I think it would fit you like a glove. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. we just got to find that right person who's going to write that big check for the rental. <laughs> yeah. This is the age of $100,000 race cars, it seems, and... It's just, it's just gone beyond. Like it's, it's insane right now. The, the money that's being spent, and kind of, for somebody like me, it kind of makes you a little worried as to where it's all going. But uh, here we are. <laughs> you get out there, win a couple of races. You'll forget about how much it costs, and you'll remember how much fun it is. Oh heck yeah! No, I'm not. They don't worry me. We're, 
we think we can compete when we get everything going on the right day. We're, we think we can still compete. I can, we didn't, we wouldn't do it. I can guarantee you can, Chris. Hey, we appreciate the time tonight. Uh, we got to send it back to Toronto and do a news update. But, uh, hey, we thanks, uh, th- thanks for the time. been great catching up with you, brother. Thanks for having us on, guys, anytime. You betcha. Chris Hughes out on uh, Canada's East Coast, right out there in PEI, beautiful spot in this country. And uh, Chris Hughes, one of those uh, tough cookies, man. When he gets into a race, he doesn't make it to all of them, but when he's there, everybody knows it. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys that, uh, uh, you know, pick and choose. And, and it's it's easy to, as a competitor, just try to make it to every show, you know, and spread yourself too thin, and then you're not competitive everywhere, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a small like his his operation is a is a small team when it is in comparison to some of them, and I think he's the first guy to say that. Um, but what they do is they pick and choose, and and they maximize their their ability when they get there. Oh, yeah. They are fully competitive, and not just not just competitive, but but you know in in winning stature. So he's uh, he's got uh, the ability to go out there and get after it. So when you see the thirty two roll in, you got to know that you got to know that they've they've tested, you know, or or that they've got a package that they feel that they that they didn't need to test, um, and. Uh, they've got the tires. They've got the you know the equipment. The equipment is ready to go. Um, it, it might not be for thirty races a year. It might be for eight. It might be for seven or however many races it is. Um, but uh, you know, definitely, there's there's a lot of value to that. You know, as a small team, I look at some small teams and and you know they they run twenty eighth or they run twenty first every time they they show up to the racetrack. Right. Uh, they're better off to to dial it in for a summer at at the track that they're best at. Um, you know, go testing a few times and 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 you know get the thing competitive and then go out there and, and get after it and build it. And he he touched on it best. He's got you know three new partners going into the year, and they race off a of sponsorship. Well, the reason why he's got people who want to sponsor him is because that competition yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, and, he gets, turns numbers. You know, he turns numbers, he moves the needle, and, and gets out there and, and puts a beautiful race car on the racetrack, and uh, his team does a lot of work and, and does a great job at it. Well, watch out for Chris Hughes. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to hear the name lots. We're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights that you may have missed over, oh, our number one. It takes 90 seconds, and then we are going to come back uh, for hour number two tonight, we'll talk Easter Bunny. Uh, we've got uh, Austin McDonald. He's two top ten finishes uh, Friday, Saturday, a fifth and a sixth. Uh, we've got Logan Jewell coming up and Jim White. All of that to come in hour number two. Uh, stay with us. We will be back with you in uh, oh, like 90 seconds, and then we'll uh, go straight into it for hour number two with Austin McDonald. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Chase Elliott, he gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow! The thrill of the race. Oh, 
life into it, out of control. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back with you for our number two tonight, live on Race Time Radio. The Easter Bunny 150 happened over the course of the weekend. I believe it was two Easter Bunny 150s, but our next guest uh, had come away with two top ten finishes. Got a fifth, I want to say, on Friday night and a sixth last night, or vice versa. Uh, he drives the number 13 for King Racing. His name, Austin McDonald, and he's with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Austin? How are you? Oh, I'm great, guys. Uh, how are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Man, what was the trip like to Hickory? Did you have fun? Oh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was our first time there, actually. I never even ran a legend car there. Um, we went with Jeff Folks. He was the crew chief for the weekend, and he's helping us, helping us, us, helping us out down here, uh, we're going to run the Cars Tour and, and some of the Pass Tour. We're looking at, uh, I think we're back to Hickory next weekend and then back to Thompson the weekend after that. But, no, it was a, it was a lot of fun and, and a lot of hard racing. I mean, I couldn't believe the aggression in some of those guys right off the bat. But, no, it was a really good experience, and I got to meet up with a lot of old friends between Legend Cars and, and the Pro Stop guys, getting to race with Corey Hall and Kyle Reed from up home. So it was just a really fun weekend. Yeah, you got to love it when a plan comes together. And you had good results, too, Austin. Not bad for a bumpy old racetrack like Hickory is. Uh, and going up against the cast of characters you went up against on the weekend, uh, William Byron winning one of them and uh, Ryan Moore the other, uh, you went up against some tough customers, my friend, and you held you held your own. Oh, thank you. Um, we kind of took a plan into the race that we'd, into both races, really, that we'd, conserve and, and save tires for as long as we could before kind of making a run at the end uh friday night kind of came to us a little bit we, we didn't qualify too great i think we were started 18th actually in the race um and made our way up to fifth in the long run saturday was a little bit different because we raced in the heat right in the day uh which really changed the track and, and amplified everything everything about the tires for the weekend uh made everything worse you know tire spin and all that was just amplified um, it was definitely a challenge on Saturday compared to Friday, but uh, being up with those, being up there with those leaders, uh, they run a lot faster pace than, than starting further back and letting cars come back to you. But uh, no, I'm I'm really happy with the results on the weekend. It's my first time there, and really got some good experience on the track, and looking forward to go back next weekend. You know, Austin, you did touch on it. You know, being up front on Sunday, you know, and and having a little bit of faster pace. Um, that will kind of answer this next question. Um, but it's also, um, you know, indicative to, uh, the amount that you guys bettered the car and bettered yourself and, and all those great things heading into day number two, uh, on, on race number one, your fastest lap time was an eight, six, I believe eight, six or eight, eight, um, you know, in the cool of night, um, at, at Hickory, uh, then on on night number two or on race number two, which was in the heat of the day, your fast time was a seven seven. 
um, right down there, basically uh, in line fast time wise with with the top three. Um, talk a little bit about that because you know you, you you did pick up you know a couple of solid tents there um, uh, from from you know the night the cool coolness of the night on Friday to uh, to your fast time on on uh, on on Sunday or on Saturday. Yeah, it definitely made a difference um, between the night and the day racing. Like I mentioned a little bit there before, on uh, on Friday night, we really, really paced ourselves. Yeah. Um, Jeff was on the radio and my spotter, uh, Matt Brooks. Um, he was on the radio with me, really keeping me uh, toned down a little bit just to make sure that we had, had a car in the end. Uh, we didn't have to fight for a position because we were so far back. Uh, just kind of let guys fall back to us and, and use up their stuff first. Where uh, Saturday, we really... We started in a good spot, and we started sixth there on the outside, and, and we uh, the goal was just kind of to maintain that top ten position until the end and see if we had anything left, which we did accomplish. We were, I think we fell back to ninth, and then we were back up to sixth. Uh, it was just it was just a lot of a lot of different uh, different ideas and, and planning from the day before. Um, William Byron and, and uh, a couple of those other guys up at the front there, Griffith, and those guys had a really a really fast pace I found compared to the night before, and and that was the main difference, right? You could run right off the bat. For sure. Uh, use up your tires a little bit more just to stick with those guys. The car was really good. Um, we fought a little bit of freeness on a long run. I think lap 80 or 90, we started to get a little bit free, uh, lose traction. But then those late race cautions really helped us. Um, cold tires and everything, we, we tightened up. And, and it definitely made the difference on those short runs. And we were able to come up and uh, gain a few spots on that last caution. Yeah, you're allowed to burn up a little bit of tires to keep track position. You're not allowed to burn tires up to gain it, right? That's the way. That's the way that it is. It's uh, it, it's funny. It's you know, it doesn't matter the doesn't matter the type of race car. It could be a wheelbarrow. Uh, don't burn them up going through the field. Just burn them up to keep them behind you. That's the uh, that's the name of the game, right? It's uh, you're you're fully allowed to. I think Fultz would echo that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a great guy to have on the radio too, and behind me in the pits. Uh, him and, and Chris Walker and Scott, uh, they were all there this weekend helping us out. And uh, just a great crew of guys to work with. Uh, like I mentioned, it was nice to see the guys from home down again and didn't have as much luck as we did. Uh, I felt like we had quite a bit of luck, but it seemed like on Friday night, every every caution happened directly right in front of us, which was definitely a struggle to try to avoid them all. But we made it out clean and a few rubber marks on the door, but I'm happy with the with the results just because the car is in one piece. If the car was, was black, you, if the car was black, you wouldn't see the rubber marks, right? It's just it just so happens that you you bring the brightest race car to the racetrack. Oh, we have to keep that white. <laughs> you gotta. My grandfather. That's that's way from that. That's Rolly White for everybody listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin, uh, um, you know, obviously uh, the. Hickory has got the most character probably of any racetrack out there. There's not a whole lot of racetracks that have as many bumps or as many creases or cracks or crevices. Um, that racetrack has definitely got every character characteristic in the book. Um, talk a little bit about the violence behind the wheel of a pro-late model at a place like Hickory. Uh, I've only sat in the grandstands. I know we talked uh, uh, a little bit to Trayton Lapsovich last week, kind of you know previewing it. But it's cool to talk to somebody that's fresh off of it. Sitting in the grandstands, it looks like you guys are in a violent, violent seat uh, for for that race. 
uh, out there. Talk a little bit about the violence of those bumps and and what it's like trying to maximize your grip all the way around the racetrack and and not screw up all the way around. It's it's definitely a challenge. Um, I mean, we debriefed today a little bit. Me and my dad and my grandfather mentioned it a few times, and we debriefed, watched the race, and and went through our uh, our lap times. And it's it's easy to tell when you mess up. And uh, even in the car, you know, it's helpful with a spotter like Matthew uh, in my ear helping me out that with the line too. But it's so so sensitive. And with all those bumps, there's a really bad bump in the middle of three and four. If you catch it, you just really get tight. But uh, no, it's definitely a, a brace of. Um, I caught the wall there on Friday night. Uh, I got pinched out there uh, racing against, I think, Joey Pohl and a couple of those other guys, which were really, really good for them this weekend. They had good runs. And um, now we got cut out there, and I caught the wall. And after the race, I mean, I was walking around. I felt crippled almost. Um, I hold my rib cage walking around. And, no, it definitely hurts. And uh, I know I came home, and I think I fell asleep by, like, 10.30. Pretty much barely got in over the truck before I was hitting the bed. But, um no, Saturday was a little different, right? We ran, gosh, I think it was 100 laps green or a little bit over 100, which was definitely a, a better pace. Um, you know, when you get in those long runs, you can kind of settle down, and and you can save a little bit. I know the leaders are smart enough. William Byron and Cole Butcher and those guys are really smart enough to, to save a little bit for the end. So that wasn't as bad. But coming from the back, you know, you got beat around a little bit. And, and between the bumps and the other guys on the track, I mean, everybody's pinching and everybody's kind of, roughing each other up to, to make those spots up, which uh, which definitely hurt us a little bit on Friday night, trying to get through the pack on touch. But, uh, no, it, it was definitely a cool racetrack. And you guys mentioned character, and, and it is it has a ton of character. Um, you know, you run a very significant line there, and, and kind of we really tried to open up our corners and hit the bottom later for uh, maximum drive off, where other guys were kind of driving into the corner deeper and lower, which you had to be very careful of. Um, I got tagged a couple times out there just not protecting the bottom on entry so much but focusing on it on drive off um it was definitely a challenge you know with some of those guys behind me you had to be really smart and uh, jeff bullets praised that to me you know you have to outthink the other guys and and really focus on being smart and, and not using up your own gear or you have to let somebody go let somebody go you just let them go and uh, fall back in behind them as fast as you can not give up too many spots but you know we had a strong car in the end both races and, and i'm really glad i had all those guys behind me well, it's kind of cool that you're going to be able to go back there again next weekend. I know you'll have a, a a list an arm's length long of things that you'll want set up in that 13 car uh, to to make your day go even better than it was. So that that debriefing would have been hilarious, Dad, Grandpa. I can't adjust when I'm in the air. <laughs> when I hit that bump, I actually go airborne. I cannot adjust for that. Yeah. It was, uh, it's definitely big for me to have both my uh, my grandparents down here, Rolly and Judy, are both down here. And uh, we're staying down here in Mooresville for, well, it'll be like another four weeks. We're down here for two. We raced Caraway last weekend and uh, finished third there with the Caras Tour, which was a pretty good run for us. Um, but no, we're staying down. They're going back home, I think, here next week uh, to bring the toter up to Thompson for that race. But no, it's definitely great to have all, the, all my family here. Uh, Mom and Dad were here watching me and, and supporting me and actually... Uh, we had to go out for supper last night with Kyle Reed and Corey Hall and, and all those guys, uh, which was good. I mean, that's a big part of racing and a big part for me, you know, getting to hang out with all those friends and, and really make some good memories after the race, too. Absolutely. Uh, that's what it's all about, bud. That's exactly what it's all about. 
Now, you're going to be down there for a while. Are we going to see you back on this side of the border, up here maybe in the pro stock tour at all? Oh, I, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, I really, at the start of the year when we were making up a schedule and figuring things out, you know, we talked and said we really we really like to make some uh, Inneganish races, some of those Riverside races. I feel like that's my home track. You know, it's closest to me, and it's kind of where I, I – I think I first practiced at Scotia, but it, I really took a liking to it. Um, and it was just uh, a super fast track. It kind of actually reminded me of the pace that they set here uh, yesterday, just a, such a fast pace all the way around and nobody really giving each other room. But, uh, no, we're definitely going to plan to run a few of those races. And, and uh, definitely if the IWK is on this year, you'll see us there. Um Hopefully a couple races at 660 at the end of the year. Um, that's that's a really fun racetrack too, and, and I took a liking to that also last year. You know, we got to um, we didn't get great finishes there. I think we finished third one night and got taken out in the 250 last year. But no, I, I plan to get back home, and I also like to run some legend races here and there. You might see me in. I was talking to my old buddy Joe Ryan. Uh, he was around, and Billy Workman were, uh, were around at, at Hickory Racing Legend Cars this weekend, and we got talking, and I'm, I'm hoping to put together a few races down here and, and run some of those on my off weekends or off days, I should say. That's too cool, oh, that's man. Cool. Good that's, for you, man. That's, that's uh, definitely. Have you, have you hit up Mooresville uh, go-karts over there at GoPro Motorplex yet? I actually, I actually haven't. Uh, a couple of years ago, quite a few now, it probably would have been three years, I guess. Me and my dad were down uh, running Legend Cars, and we stopped over and I was like, this place looks awesome. Everybody talks about it. We'll have to go. So I stopped in and, uh, no, I wasn't old enough at that point. I was only 15. You have to be 16. But, you know, now that I'm 18, I think we're, I'm trying to convince my dad to go over. Um, but, uh, I plan to get there. Things been, things are going to be pretty busy this week. I think we're, uh, we're going to switch the car back. We'll not switch it over, but, uh, replace some body panels and, and clean it off and get it ready for Hickory again this weekend. It's kind of a short week. I don't know if you'll see us on practice day on Friday out there. I think we will. Um, maybe just get a few laps. I'd, I'd like to find an in-between setup for uh, for this weekend, you know, between uh, Friday night and Saturday night. I think if we could split that right down the middle and, and get something between those two races, we'll be really strong. Um, i got to thank all my sponsors, uh, Nova Truck Centers um, <clears throat> and uh, McKay's Truck and Trailer, King Racing, King Freight Lines, uh, my grandfather and my grandmother for coming down here and, and really making this all possible for me, too. Well, good on you, kiddo. Uh, good racing this weekend. Good luck the rest of the way. I know we'll have our eyes keenly planted on you, and I wouldn't doubt you'll hear from us again, and uh, we'll, we'll get some updates uh, before you get back up on this side of the border. Sound good? Yeah, thanks, guys. I also should mention real quick, uh, I'm really hoping to get a phone call Wednesday night, too, uh, I'm, uh, I made the semifinalist for that Kowicki program, the Kowicki Driver Development Program, which I'm really excited to hopefully be picked for and, and work with those guys. I had a few interviews with them and, and uh, sent some stuff to them. They just seem like a great group of people to work with. So I'm really hoping after these two runs we can really make something work with them and have a good year, uh, <clears throat> have a good year putting out uh, – Alan Kowicki's name and really representing their company. I'll Absolutely. tell you what, you do a dynamite job in that. Uh, that Alan Kowicki program would be wise to pick a guy like you, Austin. Uh, you've come a long, long way in a short period of time, and I don't mean just behind the wheel. I mean all the way around. You are, you're lighting the lamp, kid. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, and I really love being on your radio show. And, you know, anytime you need somebody to talk to, which 
I'm sure you guys have a lot of people to talk to, and, and I really listen in a few times, but anytime you guys want to talk, just reach in. You betcha. That is Austin McDonald, uh, the 13 King Racing Machine. Uh, good luck, Austin. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you. You guys, too. You care, betcha. Bro. Good good job for uh, the young 13, two top 10s. Uh, We've got to also put it out, Trayton Lapsovich, we touched on it. He had some really good runs going, had an engine lay down. Uh, Cole Butcher, he looked like he was going to win, and away his car went. What yep. did he have, a flat tire? I think it was a flat tire, yeah. it was. The, he just got knocked up the up the hill and, and brought out a caution uh, towards the end of the race. But uh, JP Peterborough Speedway, yep. uh, come away with the 15th place finish on the one race. I can't remember where the other one was. Um, but uh, notable Canadians that were down there. Uh, it's a really good job by these guys. Really, really good job. Yeah, definitely. Lots of uh, lots of Canadian contention, and and uh, you know it's the 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 Easter Bunny One Fifty is is built itself into the who's who. You know, when you sure. look at it, sure it is. Uh, even guys like William Byron and you know Donnie Wilson and and those guys. Um, surprised that you didn't see. Um, you know the the fifty one and Nasty. Surprised that you didn't see Bubba Pollard. Um, a few names that uh, that that we didn't get to see. Um, but that being said, it got made up for, for from the Northeast guys because this is a past North, uh, past South race. So um, you know you had the guys like DJ Shaw and and Ben Rowe and those guys there. So um, great car count. Um, what was there? This is night number two. So thirty three cars took the green. Um, uh, just a, uh, a great showing for those guys. And, and, uh, you know, I can't help but draw the comparison here between Austin McDonald and Raphael Lassard. Yeah. There, I have yeah, to yeah. draw, I have to draw a very, uh, direct line. Um, you know, the Lassards career path. Uh, yeah. The Lassards, yeah. uh, were involved with, uh, with a trucking company, you know, in, 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 in and around Quebec, um, and, uh, you know, as well, Austin McDonald and, and King racing, uh, those guys, um, uh, are a part of it for sure. Austin is going to be running all across the, uh, all across the Southeast, um, the, this coming year, uh, as well, you know, he touched on it. He's going to race at Thompson and, and, uh, a bunch of other racetracks as well. So, uh, looking forward to seeing what Austin McDonald can put together and, and be a part of Kyle Reed also out there. Uh, In that race, uh, in the 42 car, and um, uh, Corey Hall. Yes. Another Canadian that was in that. So, uh, good showing on those guys. Yeah, Uh, Real good showing, and uh, good to see those guys having, you know, uh, a good run. You know, the Western Rattler 300 that we're going to be talking about in the next two segments uh, is going to be in Penticton, B.C. It's coming up April 29th and April 30th. We're going to have it all for you live on Race Time Radio, and it's going to be on Sirius XM as well, I might add, on the uh, April 30th show. That'll be carried uh, live on Sirius XM. Um, but that is, it's going to be your number one. This is going to be a historic event here in Canada, out in BC. It's going to be the first Western Rattler 300. And uh, speaking with Trevor Siebert, the track promoter, uh, Trevor said he's, you know, created this high dollar payout big race, and he's going to do it uh, year after year. This is year number one. Look what they're doing with it already. It's going to be interesting to see where this all leads in the future. 
You talk Easter Bunny, you talk Snowball Derby, IWK250. That's what Trevor wants to create. You, you know, when you look at, at big events, it takes years for big events to, like, it, obviously you can start an event and you can you can paper it, you can throw money at it. It takes, it takes you know, preparation and, and, you know, a focus to grow it, right? And and they are planting the seeds right now. So no matter how big this this year is, it's how big it can be in five, eight, ten years from now. Uh, you know, when you when you think about the historic events um, and, and you look at, you know, why can't every race be the Winchester 400 or why can't every race be the IWK 250? Well, it, it could be, you yeah. know, it could be money wise. It could be lap count wise. It could be fan wise, but it doesn't have the prestige yet, but it takes the seeds being planted. And the thing that I love about hearing Trevor talk about this race, he's got a long term plan for it. Oh, yes, he's he got, does. He's got a plan for for the 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 race base to build. He's got a plan for, you know, it to build into a national um, you know, reaching pro late model race, not just national, but international. Um, he's got, you know, a focus on getting cars out there uh, earlier in the season because of the geographic area where the track is located. Um, he, so he's got, he's got so many different things going for the event and going for the, you know, the, the platform that he's putting together. I, I desperately hope that, and I think that that he hopes this as well, and I think that everybody that is there hope that the that the rules package plays out as well as everybody thinks it's going to. Right, and you know it's it's going to be interesting to hear um, the feedback from all the different competitors. But the most important part is that they're planting the seed and they're building this into the future. Yeah, it's going to be wild. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, Logan Jewell is going to join us. He is going to be Penticton, BC. Hey, race fans. This is Chris Rabby, driver of the CMB Enterprises, number 01 TO Pro Car, listening to Race Time Radio. The wait is over. It's live flight-to-flight coverage on Race Time Radio from Penticton Speedway in British Columbia. Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Western Rattler 300 for Super and Pro Late Models, plus the Western Rattler Street Stock 100. It's all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Have made it. Here, we live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection. Only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station 
And they said to me, oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. We're just getting started, and Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But if I was a pet man, I'd say he will. Now. Back to Race Time Radio and the Joes, Joe and Joe Jr. <laughs> I've stuck my foot in my mouth more in the last uh, hour than I've uh, done in a long time. But welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, so glad you could tune in tonight. Let's talk Western Rattler 300, shall we? With a guy that uh, is a crafty veteran out there on Canada's West Coast. He drives the number 92, his name, Logan Jewell, and he's with us on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Logan? It's been way, way too long since we had you on here, buddy. Oh, you know, hanging around at home, looking at it rain, waiting and waiting. <laughs> Better than watching it snow. Oh, yeah. I will take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has spring started to spring out there just yet? Oh, yeah, we got no snow here. I got green grass growing now and flowers popping up in the garden. You know, good. <laughs> yeah. How far are you from Penticton? Where is home for you, Logan? Uh, I'm in Terrace, British Columbia, so that's probably, oh, 14 hours or so away. Ah, 14 hours. Now, are you south or north or east or west? We are on the west coast. I'm about two hours out from Prince Rupert, which is the coast. <laughs> ah, yeah, you can't get any closer to the coast than that without being in it, so... Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. So uh, the 92 car, uh, what a beautiful-looking race car, my dad. Is that your new look for this year, or is this a standard paint job that you've been running for maybe a couple of years? Uh, the 92 you see there is the one we've been running for a couple of years now. Uh, we kind of really like the Darrell Wall trip. I think it was Western Union scheme from back in the day, and threw that on the car because it was something we all really liked and felt it would look good on the track. So, Well, I'll tell you what, you got a hot-looking race car, that's for sure. Uh, how did last year go? I know it was pandemic year. Uh, did you get many shows in yourself? Uh, where else did you get racing? The only race I've done since 2019 was this past fall in November. We went and did the turkey shoot in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. So you've only had the one race in. Yep, that's that's what we've got in. I've been doing eye racing and stuff, trying to keep up as much as you can, right? Yeah, yeah, you well, you gotta do something to to stay sharp and have fun and uh that that is definitely one good way of doing it. 
Logan, tell the listeners a bit about your background. Uh, when did you get into this sport? How long have you been racing? Um, what, 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 do you got a, a memorable race that you've gone out and won? Well, I've been racing since I was seven years old, so that's, you know, 25 years now for me behind the wheel of something. Uh, this is the longest stint I've had without being behind the wheel of something. Um, probably my most memorable race, it wasn't a win, but we ended up with a top three out of it, was uh, 2019 Summer Showdown. Uh, we started dead last because in the heat, qualifying heat, we had a ball joint pop out, so we had to come to the pit, and we lost all our starting position, so we started dead last, passed, I think, 30 cars, finished third. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, that's, that's saying a lot, man. Uh, passing that many cars, is uh, that, that's tough to do on any track. It, honestly, that was probably one of the most fun I had that day, having Travis Sharp guide me and calm me down, because you start catching someone because you're running a pace, and he's watching times going, hey, slow down. You're going too fast. You're getting up. <laughs> You're going to burn your tires up. Calm down. Yeah, you're not going to have any rubber left when you get to the front. That's right. <laughs> Incredible. So home track for you, what would home track be? Uh, the closest one really for us to race our cars, that would be Penticton. Wow. That's incredible. You know, we've got guys here in Ontario that complain about a, a two-hour drive north. <laughs> to, to, to run their late models um I'll them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that's incredible man how so talk a little bit was there a track that was closer to you uh when you first started out or how did you get involved being so far away just from a local home track side of things how did how did you get involved with the sport number one and then and then how have you stayed involved just being so far away so basically i started out like go-karts in Prince George. We traveled a bit. Dad kind of got me into it because he raced before. And yep. so, you know, kids grow up and they all of a sudden want to start doing it. So we started there. Uh, and then from there, I went to mini stocks, into your hobby stocks, um, had some great sponsors during that time. And then we owned our own, I'd be a pro late now, uh, in the West Car Series for a few years. Um, and then we got out of that and I met Gary McCarthy and uh, he asked if I would drive his car for a couple of races and I did really, really well and he was happy with the performance. So we continued on and we've become really good friends and more like a family than anything else. And he's the reason why I am where I am today and why I'm still racing really. So with the mini stock, Logan, how far of a, of a drive was it to your, to your local track then where you like with go-karts, obviously you can run go-karts anywhere in the world, really. Um, but like when you when you stepped into you know oval track racing, you weren't driving fourteen hours to drive a mini stock. You were like, was there a local track to you that was that was close? Yeah, we lived in Prince George, so Pagara Speedway was where oh, we would okay. actually run there. So they had also what they called the Tri City Series. So you'd oh. run uh, Prince George, Quinnell, and Williams Lake. Okay, gotcha. So it was relatively you know kind of central. Central. Yeah, more. The, the longest drive was Williams Lake at two and a half hours. Gotcha. So okay. to say you're excited to get into this Western Rattler 300 is kind of an understatement, I would think. Uh, what, what's the thoughts heading into this one? You got to be just about coming unhinged. <laughs> well, if you could see me right now, I'm pacing around my house talking to you because I'm a little, uh, a little antsy, and I really, really can't wait to get behind the wheel of this car. I haven't got to drive this particular car yet because we have two of them, and. Uh, I've got to watch it go, and I really just I can't wait. The work they've done to Penticton Speedway looks like it's a real great track to run side by side on now. 
and I'm very excited for that. Two groove tracks or three groove tracks are the most fun to race on and the most exciting to watch. So the chassis that's going to be under your butt, what is it? It's a Racing Dynamics. A Racing Dynamics. Uh, and uh, you, you got this car a couple of years ago? Yeah, we got it just before the pandemic, and the pandemic hit, and it's been stuck in Montana. Uh, my dad's going down this weekend to go get it. <laughs> nice, nice. So you'll, you'll have everything put together. Uh, practice, I believe, is going to be on the Thursday night. Or are you going to get out and do any kind of testing before we get to the track level? Uh, it's going to be full maintenance, front to back, checking it all over, making sure it's 100% ready to go because 300 laps is a lot of laps. That's hard on equipment like bearings. and just got to be ready, and we don't want to have a failure because I'm pretty sure it will be fast, and I don't want to be taken out because of a failure. I have had very little actual car failures that have taken me out of races, so we're very, very proud of that, and we want to keep that. Well, good maintenance program. We'll uh, keep that record nice and tidy. Yeah, $1.99 parts break all the time, but uh, uh, it, what's in control is uh, the maintenance program, and that sounds like you got it well under control, and that's the way to have it. Um, uh, looking at uh, sponsorship on that 92 car, uh, is there uh, how are you making out that way for the uh, 300? We got a couple guys on our car right now. We got McCarthy GM. I can't thank them enough. They've been with us since the start. And uh, Travis Sharp with Racing Dynamics. He's been with us for the past oh, four or five years or so. And he's been a great help to our program and helping coach me to be better. And that's been huge for us. So uh, how about crew? What have you got surrounding your crew-wise? Who's going to be uh, up on top of the box, so to speak? Oh, we got my old man there, Mark Jewell. He's going to be there for sure. And uh, Tony Atkinson, Doug Sketchley, Gary McCarthy. Uh, not a huge, huge crew, but uh, they're all very knowledgeable, and they all know what they're doing, and we all work really, really well together. Been close friends for god since i was a child <laughs> perfect that's what you want to have surrounding you bud uh we're with logan jewel uh he's getting ready to go for the western rattler 300 at penticton bc uh logan uh you got your crew you got your car you got everything that you're going to need to go out there are you going to put big emphasis on qualifying or are you going to sort of yeah take what it gives you because you got 300 laps to get the job done get into the show uh, are you, what's the thought? What's the thought heading in there? Are you going to go big on qualifying, try and go for that pole? Yeah, I, track position is going to be huge no matter what. I don't want to have to try and work your tires and get past people if you got a really fast car. If you can start out front, you can save your tires, and you can ride anywhere in the top five and be there at the end, and that's the most important thing. No, absolutely. This is going to be off the hook. How about the rest of the season? I know you're keyed in on the 300, but what's 2022 look like, or are you looking past it just yet? Uh, we have a couple races booked for sure. We're going to do the big race in Saskatoon in August, and uh, we're going to do Las Vegas in November, and we're just trying to narrow down some other stuff in between now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it all depends on how you make out, right? If you go out there and... Yeah, hit the big payday, so to speak, in the 300. I bet that that, that schedule is going to fill up a little bit more, right? <laughs> yeah, we can definitely pick up a couple more with that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Logan, this has been great catching up with you, man. Uh, I know I look forward to seeing you out in B.C. 
Uh, we're going to be there, as mentioned. We're going to be covering the race live. Uh, I know we look forward to getting your comments throughout the course of practice, qualifying, and right up into the feature, my friend. This is going to be off the hook. I'm, I'm thrilled. It's so exciting to have such a big race out west here. It's been a long time coming, and the Seabirds have done a great job promoting and getting us here. So uh, big thanks to them and everyone in Penticton for putting this on. You betcha. Logan Jewell, you have a good one. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Thanks. You take care. You betcha. Logan Jewell, number 92. Have a look at it. You can see it on racetimeradio.com. But he's got a beautiful-looking race car there, Junior. Only one race since 2019. Tell me this guy ain't going to be loaded for bear. Yeah, definitely. He'll be definitely chomping at the bit. Um, But, uh, you know, down at the turkey shoot, that's that's no joke. That's a a tough race down there. Yeah. But when I look at, at, at Logan's car, the 92 car. Yep. What what car do you see? Um, Josh Stoddy's. Yeah, yeah, it well, does. Dwayne Stoddy's. Dwayne's old originally. Car. Well, it was, and of course, it is a true replica of of Daryl Waltrip's Western Union car. Yes, so it is Daryl Waltrip. But when I look at it, uh, Dwayne Stoddy had that had that exact paint scheme. His van was painted the same way. the The trailer was painted the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was the seventeen rolling in. And uh, it was uh, Dwayne Stoddy. And then Josh Stoddy most recently painted his uh, limited late model that way. Um, and or was it his APC car? No, his APC car his was APC like that, His APC car too. was painted that yeah, way. Yeah, it was, it was a kind retro of a car. Yeah, yep. a throwback to his dad. Throwback to Daryl Waltrip. But uh, uh, really cool. It really, to be 100% honest with you, that is the only car. Now, you've seen it at the Darlington Throwback, where a couple of teams down there have done a throwback to the Western Union cars. But uh, um, or the Western Auto cars, but uh, you know I, I've never seen it at a short track. And when you, when you showed me that picture of the '92 car, I was like, "Damn! Like that's yeah. the first short track car that I've seen like that outside of the Stotties." Right. So right. Uh, it's definitely pretty cool, though. And, uh, and hats off to them. Beautiful looking race car. Go to racetimeradio.com and check it out. Well, we've got another competitor coming up on the other side of the break. Uh, Jim uh, Jim White, he drives the number 29. He's going to be in the 300. Uh, he, he's going to join us next, right here live on Race Time. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Donald Tish from uh, Boischatel, Quebec, Canada. We're li- listening to Race Time Radio. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick Quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quick Quick. They're available online. Go to quickquick.com and they ship to your door. Quick Quick fire starters. They work. 
Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Late Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Late Models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Late Model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. And Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. It won't be long, and we will be back to the track. I can guarantee you that. Coming up uh, April 29th and April 30th, we will be back to the track. Uh, Penticton, B.C. will be that track, uh, and it will be the Western Rattler 300. Our next guest will drive the number 29 car in that race. He plans on qualifying. Probably going to take the pole. Probably going to win the race. Probably. He's got it all played out in his mind, and we're going to check in that mind right now. Uh, live with Jim White. What's going on tonight there, James White? How are you? Hey, I'm doing real good, thanks. Uh, appreciate you having having me on here tonight. Oh. It's been a long time. Uh, always usually listen to my brother Jason on here. He's always talking. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay's been lighting it up, doing Daytona, Talladega, and doing all his stuff. Jim, the last time I spoke with you, I got to go all the way back to Vernon, B.C., man. Uh, you were in that uh, short track race when we were out there covering it. Uh, that night, I believe you were driving the number 24 car. Uh, you did a whale of a job behind the wheel. Yeah, we had, uh, that was the NASCAR race there. With uh, We had a car from Scott Steckley, and, uh, yeah, we had a great night. I think we finished third that night and uh, had a blast. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that was a long time ago. That was probably 2008. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, a long time ago. Uh, uh, but but good to hear. We're going to be back in BC. I uh, can't wait for this Western Rattler 300. This is uh, it truly going to be historic. Uh, Canada's first short track race of the year, and it's a doozy. Uh, Jim, you are uh, you're one of those guys that has to figure right in uh, to a potential winner of this race. 
how long have you been racing out there in BC? Because I know the White family, you guys, all of you have raced for uh, forever. Yeah, we have. I uh, man, I hate to date myself, but <laughs> I've been racing since uh, 1984, since I was 16. So I'm going on 38 years there now. Uh, definitely don't feel that old, but um, you know we've been racing lots. My dad uh, was a very uh, successful racer in the super modifieds here on the coast. Did a lot of uh, touring through the states. Raced the Copper Classic. Did very well there. And of course, Jason. Uh, you know he's really coming along. He's uh, really in his wheelhouse there with the uh, NASCAR now on the super speedways. That really fits his style. Um, I have probably a dozen family members that race here or that race, uh, you know, on the, uh, in our area in BC as well. And uh, yeah, if it's just been racing in our blood, that's for sure. Yeah. You guys are basically a heat race, right? Like you guys, you guys are basically a full heat race. The white, the white family the could white, do their own heat. Yeah. Their exactly. own heat. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could definitely have a, a good main event for sure. And, and I'll tell you, I, I got a, a, I've got three particular people, and I tell you, they're, they're dirt racers in my family, and you got to, you'll appreciate these names. Their name is Kyle Kinzer, and they have a great nephew, Kane, and their last name is Kennedy. Now, are those not racing names or what? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't get any more than uh, racing than those. Yeah. They're, they're, so yeah, we have uh, a lot of racing in our family. I went, met my. Uh, wife through racing and she actually raced the powder puff race at vernon one time and one as well so yeah it's pretty cool racing is definitely part of uh, uh you know in our blood and we have so many friends as everybody else you know our racing we have our family and our racing family and it's so great to get back on the track again after you know the the you know what the world's been going through the last couple of years so it's great to get out and see everybody again yeah, it has been just uh, nuts. Speaking with Logan here, just before we get you on the air, Jim, uh, he only had one race since 2019. How about you? Well, we've been pretty fortunate. Uh, we, we're we racing uh, sprint cars and uh, super modifieds, and we uh, go down to the U.S. in the winter, and we race in Tucson and Lake Havasu, and we race a little bit on the dirt in Yuma. And then we were fortunate enough to race at Penticton, and uh, a couple other tracks in town but you know i probably maybe had a, a dozen races in but it's a lot more than other guys and and we've had uh, a little bit experience on the new configurated uh, penticton track as well yeah so you've got some laps on there uh was that in the late model uh that you had laps uh you know i was uh, lucky enough uh, one time at penticton to get in an rs1 car uh, I just finished racing with the uh, super modifieds there, and Riley came running over. Riley Siebert said, "Hey, we got an open seat. You want to you want to come in?" I just jumped out of the car, jumped in that, and I think we went out and finished fourth in it. So we got a little little bit of experience back in the late model, but that was probably the first time I've been in a stock car since I talked to you guys. Oh wow, wow, wow! wow. That's been a while, uh, but you know what? Uh, what well, it being in a super modified to keep you as sharp as a tack, anyway. They are definitely uh, that one picture I sent you there this morning. That uh, that actually is my dad's car. Um, I'm driving it now. My dad actually had uh, open heart surgery here a year ago, so he's not quite healed up yet. So he asked me if I drive that, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, we they usually run a wing on them. We run them without wings in the class that we go, and yeah, you're definitely uh, always on the edge with them. That's for sure. Um, I was lucky enough last weekend to race against Trevor in, Tuc- in Tucson, Arizona, and had a great race with him. Yeah, and we got to congratulate Trevor. Uh, he went out, won the race. Uh, how did you finish up? I finished right on his bumper. Yeah, right there, I, a second. Uh, actually, I gave him a little nudge right at the end there, and um, 
if anybody wants to watch the race, if you go onto YouTube and uh, go to Tucson Speedway March 12th, you can see the race on there. It was a pretty cool race. And, yeah, Trevor just flew in and came in and whipped our butts. So it was a, it was a good race. But, you know, Trevor's a, a great racer, a great advocate for the sport. Um, you know, what he's done at Penticton Speedway is, uh, you know, people that haven't been there or have been there in the past and haven't seen the, the newly revamped uh, track are going to be very impressed. He, he put a lot of time, him and his crew, and uh, it's just a beautiful facility. What can we expect? Obviously, we've talked to a lot of guys that, that have been there, uh, you know, and, and in, it seems like we're going to see some, some great side-by-side action. It seems like there's going to be, you know, an outside groove right out of the gate. Um, but as a, you know, a veteran racer, you, everybody looks at the rule book, right? And they say, okay, this, this is what we're going to kind of see from the race. When you look at the rule book for this event, they're combining a couple of different classes. They've made them equal. Um, they've, they've really done their homework and, and really created a platform, um, that allows pro late models and they allow the, the Western West car, if you will, uh, style late model and the, as well, the super late model, the Western super late model, uh, kind of, you know, on, in, in the same platform. Uh, but what do you think we're going to see, uh, play out in that race? Um, do you think that there's going to be, uh, you know, different packages will, will be able to utilize different lines or, or do you figure that there'll be a top and bottom for everybody, or what do you think we're going to see from from that standpoint? Well, I, I definitely think our, um, the car that I'm driving will be a uh, from uh, Harding Motorsports Supply down at the coast to here, and um, and it's a Port City Prolate with a crate engine. Okay, and I really think uh, you know racing on the track last year and seeing the track, I think that a, a lot of power. You know, I don't think it's going to be a real big advantage. It's going to be more saving your tires. Uh, there is a couple grooves there for sure. Um, you know, I think actually they're even running three wide there in a few a few times, Riley and Trevor, when they were out there. Uh, it, it's kind of, you know, there's, you have the weight breaks and stuff, so that's going to compensate. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I really think it's going to even out. The package that they have with all the weight breaks and stuff like that, I think really evened it out. I echo that. I, I, I'm really excited about the different platforms and, and how they race. You know, when and, and we talked about this on the last show. Oh, well, the strategy is uh, going to be off the hook. The strategy will be, but but as well, the, the the as the race plays out, if you've got more power with the older geometry style, you know, it's not like these guys are going to roll in there with a with a you know brand new Hamke straight rail with a 580 horse or 600 horsepower motor. That's not the way that this is. You know, when you look at the open motor package, if you will, it's for the guys with the the perimeter style chassis right and then when you look at the pro late model guys those are the guys who are, who are going to have the lightweight straight rail uh you know heavy on the left side um you know bullets but they they don't have the power under them so they're going to be able to to you know really uh, keep those tires under them for a longer period of time there's going to be comers and goers in that race and it's going to take a tremendous amount of of skill for these drivers to to be able to maintain and be there at the end yeah, and that's that's the key is being there at the end. And you know, one thing my dad always taught me is the worst races of the year are the first one and the last one. And you know, there's going to be a lot of excited guys. There's going to be like quarter horses, horses sitting behind the starting gate, ready to go. And um, I think uh, tire management, keeping a cool head, 
you know, get the first 150 under everybody's belt and, uh, you know, see what your car is going to do, see how much you wear your tires out, and then, you know, try to plan ahead. But it's definitely going to be uh, survival and uh, taking care of your equipment for sure. Jim White, what would it mean to you to win the first ever Western Rattler 300? Well, you know, for an old guy, I guess I'm getting to be now, it would be uh, it would be a lot of fun. You know, I, I see there's a lot of really talented drivers coming up, and that's one reason I decided to do this. I was sitting out a couple of weeks ago thinking, you know, this is a real cool race coming up three hours from my home in Kamloops here. And, you know, like I said, Trevor and... Uh, his group have made such an effort. I thought I can make a bit of an effort here and get a car. So, you know, uh, Shane swears that we got a car that we can win with. Um, I got to get used to the stock car guys again. It's not like open wheels. You can't touch wheels. The stock car guys, they give you a couple bumps and then they move you. So that's going to have to be something I get used to again. But, um, you know, if we could pull it off, it would be great. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Will we see your brother Jason out there uh, racing against you, trying to take that win and steal the thunder from his brother? I talked to Jason yesterday, and uh, I believe he is going to have his car there. So, yeah, that would be uh, great to race against Jason. And I haven't raced against him for quite a while. And um, You know what? He's a great advocate for the sport, and he needs to be there. So we're Hoping that he comes for sure. Ah, to be dynamite. To see both of you guys back in a race uh, would truly make my day. Now, what will happen there? Uh, The old boy, will he have to go on your uh, uh, control box or will he be over on Jay's? Or will he have a a, a double radio, one in one ear and one in the other? Uh, He'll definitely have to be Switzerland. He's going to have to support both of us. And uh, uh, he's always been a big supporter of of both of us and... uh, You'll just be tickled that we're both out there. And, uh, again, we, we couldn't ask for any more to have. We're going to have all our family members, uh, quite a few family members up there. And um, just to be part of this first, I mean, it's almost kind of a historic race for, for beast, you know, for, for Penticton for sure. And hopefully the uh, beginning of an ongoing deal here. Yeah, it's going to be. I can guarantee it. Uh, Trevor is uh, firmly planted. He's got a great idea here, and this is only going to take flight uh, qualifying, it's going to come up on Friday. Uh, do you plan on putting big emphasis on your qualifying? Uh, do you want the pull for this one, Jim? Or are you going to be satisfied to be in that top 10 and then get into that 300? Well, I think as a driver, you always want to get the pole. But, um, you know, if, if we can make it in the show qualifying the first night, that's pretty much my goal. Um, I, I've never been a real great qualifier. We use, you know, we're, we're not bad, but... We're definitely going to try hard, and I, you know, I think we have a, a bit of an advantage. We we have a lot of laps on that new configuration, so um, definitely if we can get it, we'll go for it for sure. Now, no sneaking that super motor into the uh, under the hood of that late model, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> That's a beautiful looking super. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be incredible. I can tell you that sponsorship on that twenty nine. Who you got around there with you? Well, we'll have uh, one of my trucking companies, JT White Trucking, and Thompson Valley Sand and Gravel, and uh, we're working on a few more right now, but uh, those are the, the two main ones so far, so um, hopefully we'll grab a few more. Jim, I look forward to seeing you again out in BC. Uh, we're going to be out there on Thursday getting everything all hooked up and wired, ready to go for Sirius XM, and uh, we're going to bring absolutely every single practice lap, the street stocks, the everything, 
Uh, it's all going to be live on racetimeradio.com. And then come the 300, uh, it's all going to be live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, right across Canada and the U.S. And I know you, my friend, are going to play a key role in this race. Uh, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. And I know I look forward to meeting up with you and Jay and uh, maybe even getting a chance to meet your dad out there. I can't wait. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciated uh, being on here tonight. Had a lot of fun. Thank you. You betcha. That's Jim White. Watch for him in the 29 car. Brother Jason White. Uh, of course, we just heard from Jay down at Daytona. Uh, ran Arca, ran trucks. Uh, come away with good finishes. Watch him in that home track race, Junior. I bet he was sitting there glued to the TV watching Atlanta saying, why didn't I go to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guarantee you he was. But yeah, uh, I, I bet next it. year you see Jason White at Atlanta Motor Speedway as well because uh, that, that looked like a whale of fun. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, I think back to um, that, I guess, 2008 um, you know, that was a year that I was part-time spotting and I spotted for Joey McComb a couple times. I spotted for J.R. Fitzpatrick a couple times that year. Um, and then it, towards the end of the year, I got a chance to spot for Max Pappas with that 24 camp. Um, and you know, I, I know that that car that Jim was in, um, spotted for it at Kawartha with Max, uh, the final race of the year. And, uh, the next year was, uh, was when Jim White jumped in there mm -hmm. and, uh, yep. Um, you know, I remember his first race and he went out there and he was like second quick in practice. And I was like, who's Jim White? I, <laughs> I had never heard of him before. And, and, uh, like Jason White was driving the A and W car back then. Yeah, and the 21. So yep. I knew Jason. Um, but, uh, but then he went on to race, I'm going to say five or six times throughout yeah. that year at a bunch of the ovals and, and, uh, just a class act, uh, just a great driver and, and aggressive, and, and I look forward to seeing him uh, in that 300. He's going to do, do some big things. Another great family in this big, beautiful sport. Final thought tonight, I want to, and I meant to say this each and every time, I'm going to remember tonight, please, uh, everybody, say a quick prayer for everybody over there in Ukraine. All those poor people, you know, we're having a great time with life, and, you know, we get to look down the road and, uh, talk about the big race and talk about, uh, you know, the weekend that was. And I think and I, I see those poor people in Ukraine and what they're going through right now uh, is just a travesty. And uh, if anything, uh, try and do whatever you can to support them. Uh, and one thing we can all do is say a prayer for them. But uh, if that's the least we can do, uh, let's all make a concerted effort to do that, because uh, just what's happening in the world today should not be happening uh, this has all got to stop. Uh, we need to have more fun, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of great races to come forward. And uh, I just wanted to put that out there. But that's it for tonight. We will be back with you again live next Sunday night from seven to nine p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel One Sixty Seven Canada Talks. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.